I caught one wave. I absolutely shit my pants. <laughs> when I turned around to paddle back out again, a wave broke in front of me. I couldn't actually see the top of the wave. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And I'm Logan. <gasps> Logan! <laughs> Logan who? Yeah. Yeah, Logan Nickel. Logan Nickel. Guest host returning. And uh, this young man next to you, I believe is your boss who you've spoke so fondly about before. <laughs> I am been called young for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugh, who owns the surf school here at Puthcall Surf. Okay, and it's a really nice setup you've got. I'm assuming you've been here for some time. The surf school? Yeah. Surf school has been here 16 years. 16 years. But, I assume um, you've been here a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot longer. <laughs> but um, we've only been in this building for four years. Okay. Is that how old the building is, yeah, presumably? It's four years four old, years. yeah, yeah. Okay. So where is it? was it always just round? The surf school was operating from the car park down there. Ah, right. And um, obviously the council built this building. Mm-hmm. We won the tender to run the surf school here. Okay. And um, it was strange because we opened the surf school in this building. So as you can imagine, the bloody rent went through the roof. Yeah, the right. rates went through the roof. In October 2019 and March oh. 2020, <laughs> we went straight oh. into fucking lockdown. No way. <laughs> no. So it was like, oh, my God. If you want to do, I can hang myself. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, luckily, we had a lot of help from... Yeah, right. areas and we're still here you couldn't <laughs> make that up could you some of the, the, the just the dramas I've heard of people like oh, I'm going to set this up I'm going to do this do that do the other and then COVID you're like oh you just not that you could pick the timing but that's shocking that's and I didn't realise I just automatically assumed this was a privately owned um, building all of this this is amazing council building no it, it came <clears throat> um, from Visit Wales Okay. So the funding is European funding right. <laughs> from Visit Wales, and then they identified certain areas in Wales that mm. needed, uh, or what, which were appropriate for further yeah. investment, and um, this water sports centre was one of them. Okay. I mean, it's uh, obviously a popular surf destination, Rest Bay, where we are. Yeah, for, uh, immensely. It's probably, I'd say, up there in the UK. Yeah. On a busy day year, we get plenty. 500 people surfers in the water it's bonkers yeah it is mental we are lucky though we've got a quite a big beach yeah <coughs> so when the tide's out the beach is about three miles long yeah right And but it all goes pear shaped <laughs> towards high tide yeah for sure it's about <laughs> just wide. funneled in yeah, 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 yeah I established that mad. yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty frustrating it's and, uh, funny because when I looked sorry when I looked it didn't look that busy in the lineup, and I hadn't really appreciated how quick that tide was moving in because obviously it's a huge tide and it comes in quick doesn't it yeah and then suddenly we were all at the slipway and it's like, it's impossible. Especially when there's people like Logan just tearing every wave apart. You're like, mate. You know, you know, do you know what he said to me? So I had to drive home yesterday to pick something up that uh, didn't get delivered in time. Came back and he was getting out the surf and he said, he said, I was waiting for ages. And then the first wave I caught was right in front of Logan. And he was like, <laughs> all I heard was, go on, Mitch. Yeah. I was like, somebody <laughs> saw buzzing. me. Nah, it was wicked, right? Yeah. to see my horrendous pop-up. But after <laughs> that, it was good. So, <laughs> that was good, it was good. So when did, uh, when did this reprobate come into your, uh, come into your <laughs> life and start hassling you? Oh, um, I think you were 
Just leaving school, 17? Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, you went I've to worked school? here six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't tell, but yeah, I did, I did try. And then, uh, yeah, I asked, asked you for a job down the, when he had the trailer in the car park. Nice. Um, and yeah, I've been with the, with the business luckily since then. Yeah. I've just watched it grow, and yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. And he has spoke highly of you when you've been on the show before as yeah. well. He has said a lot of nice things, in fairness. Yeah, well, I do pay him, so I'll I'm going on a podcast, so there's a few extra. Have another day off. Have another day off. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you get started then? How did you end up starting a surf school? Oh, good grief. Right. It's a long story. Um, well, lucky we're on I a podcast. Used to be, <laughs> I used to be a financial advisor. All right. And I did that for 25 years. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you surf, I'm guessing the majority of people have like ideas about earning a living from surfing. Mm. And I tried a couple of times. I crashed and burned mis- miserably in big time before then. So um, I don't know if you know um, a guy called Albie Harris. That name rings a bell. Yeah, well, he, he used to make odd surfboards. Yeah. Not uh, not. Weird odd surfboards. Yeah. That's odd surf. <laughs> yeah. They call odd surfboards. Yeah. So he used to work for. Um, oh, who did he used to work for? Uh, JP or the, the guy in Talbot. Um, Roger Cooper. Roger Cooper. Roger, yeah. That's right. Sorry, I forgot his name. He used to work for Roger Cooper, glass in boards. Then he went out on his own. He did that for a long, long time. And um, two thousand and I want to say two thousand and five. Mm. We went. I. I bought a board off him and we talked about what I'd like to do and, uh, and we opened a surf shop right next to his factory in South Canelli um, and that went really well until the financial crash of 2008 there's a part on the Melgens here where you're in like you know big events in the world <laughs> 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 pandemic style events yeah but if you come out the other end you're alright yeah it? true <laughs> so uh, 2008 the surf shop went down the pan. Yeah. Uh, everyone's tightening their belt, spending money. Um, at the same time, my financial advisor business, because I was a mortgage broker, yeah. banks and building societies weren't lending money, that went down the pan as well. <laughs> I literally had no money coming in. So I said to my wife, I said, do you know what? I think I could probably make a few quid doing surf lessons. And that's how we started. We literally sat in that car park from <laughs> 8 o'clock in the morning till it got dark, hoping yeah, yeah. to rent the surfboard now and again, <laughs> and adver- started advertising for some lessons. And um, that's how we started. So were you at, were at the back of a van sort of thing? I, I had board? six surfboards. Okay. <laughs> how many wetsuits? You must have had quite a few. Or I, I had about 20. Okay. It's <laughs> a good start. So uh, if you were the wrong size, you couldn't have a lesson. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you're going in in boardies, that's it, <laughs> middle of November. <laughs> so, so, of course, we, you, know, you think, all right, this is the only thing I can do. It's shit or bust. We lived off credit cards for years. Yeah. And um, eventually it started to pick up. People knew we were there. We were there every day. And um, we got a, bought a trailer. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I got a trailer. That was like proper big time. <laughs> Made it. Made it, yeah. <laughs> and it's signed, written, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, we, I had a website before that because I used to do a surf report. In between all of this, yeah. I used to drive down here every single day, take a photo of the surf, do a bit of a, a, a report, a paragraph long, stick it on the website. Okay. Right. So 
my wife was going to spare because we didn't have two pennies to rub together. <laughs> and I was coming down here doing a surf report yeah, and right. spending all my money on fuel. <laughs> we so heard about the surf report, actually. We think someone was talking about it the other day, wasn't they? Yeah. Or was that, was that there, a different there, there's one? A, there? there's a couple, there was a couple in there because there's... I think someone said that you used to do one, and uh, although there was a phone in one, PJ's. yeah, there was a phone oh, was that in one as well. Yeah, right. okay, that was before me. Yeah, he did right. a long time before yeah. me. What uh, an idea! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you had right. a decent bit of yeah cash off that as well. Oh, absolutely! I, I you can imagine like this day and age how hard it would have been to try and get a surf forecast oh, when it's so accessible, yeah. isn't it, for everyone now? Yeah, and we we talk here. Oh, they talk about apps and. Mm-hmm. Really Going online, or uh, you might remember this, but I definitely remember it. We had to phone PJ's surf line from a phone box because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have mobile phones yeah. then. <laughs> so we had to go to the top of the street. I didn't have a phone in the house. Go to the top of the street, put money, oh, I think it was like 10p then, 10p yeah. in a box, and phone the surf line before we <laughs> caught the bus to the beach. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, and then what about your own surfing? Where did that kind of start for you? Was it a, an obvious progression, or did you just fall into it? Um, I think I was about 13 when I started surfing. I used to play rugby. Now, I'm only a short ass, right? I'm five foot and a bit. Um I've always been five foot and a bit. So in school, <laughs> I was five foot and a bit. So oh, I was yeah. like a, one of the bigger guys. <laughs> and then everyone else started growing Damn. and I didn't. So I was still playing rugby and I was getting hammered. So um, there's got to be something else I can do. And one of the boys um, had started surfing with, um, you might have come across him, a guy called Nick Grant. Right. Um, local surfer. Um, he was surfing with him. And then he said, oh, try surfing. So managed to buy. Actually, I don't know if you remember him. Polystyrene surfboards. Oh, they were about this big. Yeah, I remember those things. <laughs> Completely pol- white polystyrene. Right. We got go one of them and trying to stand up, and it was like no. They were. It was just. <laughs> it was like a. a it was. It, imagine you had a, a foamy bodyboard. That's basically what they were, wasn't it? It was like. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Poly- it was just polystyrene, but it was like it was so. It was they. What were they about? Three foot, four I think foot, about four foot. The big yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. I can't even imagine that. Did you ever see that? No, never. No, no, it's showing your age these well, two. He's never even seen a phone box. <laughs> You're all right. What's a phone box? Yeah. I got struck by lightning on a phone box once. Did when you? I was a teenager, true story. What, on the phone? No, in the phone box. It was chucking yeah, it down the Oh, you weren't no, on no, the no. phone? I went in the phone box to get out of the rain. It was like tropical, <laughs> proper tropical rain. I was like 15 and I remember my neighbour same age as me and never ever spoke to her she was properly hot like I properly fancied her but I was too scared to chat to her yeah. and I was walking down to the shop started chucking it down I went in the phone box to get out of the rain and this massive thunderstorm came and she jumped in the phone box as well and then she was just like oh keep me safe and the phone box actually got struck by lightning obviously it's earth but we saw it flash all the way through and I was no like way. I'm a hero <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna remember me forever next day that was it you think you talk to me again <laughs> that was a tangent <laughs> so yeah phone boxes they, they were a thing you could turn this podcast into a lesson for Logan and things he's never seen yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do that every day yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that then <laughs> and you obviously you know you, you've got some some good athletes here you've got some good surfers I presume you know giving back to the local community and surfing's part of your you know your own thing or part of the surf school I know how much you support Logan. Yeah, we got um, 
Well, um, all, uh, nearly everyone who works here good surfers, yeah. apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a no, second. I don't believe shit, that. Yeah, God. Can surf. <laughs> uh, hold on then. How, how is he surfing? Yeah, he can definitely surf. I think the paddle boarding has been uh, more of uh, the line you've been taking recently, isn't it? But yeah, he can for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't go to the beach every day and not able to surf. Yeah. You can surf. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we prefer his skiing skills, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he can definitely surf. But the the community thing, like in terms of everyone who works here, it's everyone who's part of this surf community. You know, I'm the person who lives the furthest away that works here. It's like it's pretty nice to see and to work for a company that like it gives back so much to like especially all the local kids, even if they're coming down washing wetsuits in the summer. You know, yeah. like, that's been something that's been nice working here. Is like you know the kids who are going to be future Welsh champions, British champions. They're all working here as well. So um, that's a nice part of it. You know? Yeah, for sure. There's a big yeah. roster of people who work here too. It's, it is good. You're full time. Uh, yeah, pretty much. There's two of us that work most of the year. Well, yeah. actually three of us. That three full time. Yeah, yeah, three full time all the way around the year. But with... Uh, a couple holidays here and there that I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty I was just going to say, glad he said that. <laughs> full time, that's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> as full time as we can be. So, uh, yeah. Full nah. time as you can be, does 20 weeks a year, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and it's funny, this spot here as well, because like, I see, obviously, see your Instagram stories and stuff and some of the, the days you're getting in for and these are days that even Ben Gravy would be like, Mm, do you know, I don't know if I'm feeling that, and you're in there, and today's one of them days um, again. Well, we had a we had a question as well about what the amount of surfs in a year or a day. Yeah. So, so mm. you, you you're aware of this, Logan, keeping track of how many surfs. Yeah. In fact, I think you put it on the map. To be fair, I tried. Uh, yeah, I tried to. Like, yeah, I think uh, Magic Seaweed or whoever it was, Surfline, yeah. the inertia, I think, posted it last year. Picked up on the story, whoever it was. Yeah. And everybody started doing this. I'm going to count how many surfs I've done, and we've all been doing it as well. Yeah. I'm but on the one questions. This year. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot to break down here because you know we can talk about. What counts as a surf? And if you get out, have lunch, get back in, fair enough, that's a second surf. But I'm somebody that has to drive to a beach generally to have a surf, 40 minutes or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go surf for four or five hours straight. Yeah. Whereas you might have had five surfs and I yeah. can only count that as one. So we need to work out the details yeah. of what counts as one surf. <laughs> and everybody wants to know it. No, I, I've had, like, had this chat with so many people. Like, what? Uh, how do you define a surf? Uh-huh. So like a couple of people said... Um, you need to like get out and take on sustenance. So like if you've had a have food, but then you could get out, stay in your wetsuit, eat a banana and go back in. And mm. that's not two surfs, is it? So no. I always think of it as like um, one session at the wave. I'd count that as a surf. Yeah. So if you're doing three sessions in a day, that's three surfs. That's or fair. getting out of your wetsuit mm-hmm. and like warming up somehow and then going back in. I kind of count that. So if I stay in my suit, I, that's just one surf. You okay. know? Um, I guess you could count change of location. It depends. It's your own. It's your own tally. I count that as a change. Yeah, you, so uh, I'm pretty count, strict. With do you it, count you know? if you're giving a lesson as a surf? As no, well. I don't count that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't that's count that. Ah, that's mostly <laughs> torture. <that's laughs> like, <laughs> if the surf's really good, it's like oh, yeah. That's when it's not a dream job, isn't it? Down here. So, it's, so what's that like? That side of it of you, you know, you started in the car park giving surf lessons, and every surf instructor I speak to says the same thing of like you'd think it was a dream job but sometimes you stood in the water for eight hours freezing teaching people to surf like there must have been something in you to carry on going yeah well any job in the world is not perfect is it yeah no matter what your job i don't care Mm -hmm. what it is yeah this is close to it (laughs) so you get swings around about in every job you get swings around about here What's the plus is? You're at the beach every day. Yeah. You're meeting people. You're actually teaching people to surf. Yeah. That, that for us is like, 
ah, that's the be-all and end-all. The downside is if you sat and stood on the beach watching a class three mm-hmm. to four foot light wind sunny day, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little bit torturous. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Especially when you're watching people ruin it and thinking, <laughs> yeah. that could be me ruining that <laughs> wave instead. It I suppose hard. you get that thing as well because like, we all get excited when we see people like like first stand on a wave and the amount of stoke they get. And, you know, there's just the pure excitement and like you're seeing that every single day. So that's, that's got to be one of those main forces that just oh, drives you. It's yeah. 100%. And, they, and all the boys will say that. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up, we'll go, we have a little review once they come after the lessons, pr- pretty much nearly every time. Um, it was great. They all stood up. Great. They all stood Oh, do you know what? We only had one that couldn't stand up. It's like, bugger. And then we talk about why couldn't they stand it? Oh, okay. yeah. So this, this like development about what we did, why we did it, what they did, why didn't they stand up? It, it's like constant mm. all the time. And was that a natural progression? How it got to that stage? Was it obviously when it started, just well, I was on you. my own. I just talked myself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do at work. But yes, it, it, that's the way things develop. Yeah. It, it, if you just left things as they were, they'd never get any better. Mm. If things so, don't change, they'll stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, it's all the time. But since yeah. since I've worked here, like, um, and I would ask you, I don't know where it kind of came from, but like. The eth- and the, it's what we say at the start of the lesson, the ethos of our surf school is to give one lesson. Mm-hmm. So we don't have return. And we, we are privileged because we can, the higher side of yeah. the business is, is massive and people come back, you know, once they've learned. Mm-hmm. But we try and just give everything that people need to know, safety-wise, catching their own wave, which yeah. is the, like I've said this before. 100%, when I was saying, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Catching your own wave, that is surfing. You, you can't surf if you can't catch your own mm-hmm. wave. So we teach that. Um, and then standing up. But we're quite unique in that in that sense. So, where did you, where did you think of that? Well, I've always struggled to catch waves. When I was younger, I used to get proper piss me off because you never catch any waves. And I've done the same as every other kid who's come into surfing. Start on a phone me. Mm. Next thing you want, I want a little shortboard. <laughs> I, I want to look cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, when I was younger, when I had hair, I did look sort of cool. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm just a dumpy old fart. But um, it, I've done that same mistake about not being able to catch waves yeah. so for us and for me especially when I developed the the, um, the lesson plan like what's important about learning to surf well safety is the mm. one you know you need to understand where you're going to surf what the dangers are and how to get out of them and then catching waves even the white water you if you spend two hours in the white water just getting battered and not catching waves you're going to get demoralized and shattered so catching waves and the way to catch the easiest way to catch waves was like is fundamental to us. And then the standing up bit, we teach um, a four step where you're standing up. But um, a lot of that came sort of developed from I, I ski, and one of the the best um, teaching organisations. This is debatable, right? And everyone's going to slag me <laughs> yeah. off. Right? But the ESF in in um, France, the this, this French ski schools. They they do that. They structure their lessons so that they you start right at the beginning down here somewhere, yeah. and then you don't start skiing by jumping on the side of a mountain and doing a parallel turn. You start skiing by doing snow plows mm. on almost flat terrain, and then once you can turn a little bit and stop, that's the main thing. Then you develop onto something else, and then you t- develop into parallel turns. So what we do here is sort of the same. So we start with. Safety, catching waves, 
four steps to stand up. But those four steps you can develop, and then yeah. you cut one out, you do three steps, and then the next thing, once you get a bit stronger, you used to be in the water, you do your pop-up to stand up. Yeah. And you develop into that. It's not something that happens overnight. See, I think that's a great ethos to have. and I like even hearing that because, you know, some of the surf schools I've worked in have told me forget about teaching prone surfing just get straight into trying to do pop-ups and i'm like i remember going back to my first lesson and being told you'll never be able to pop up so just stay on your knees I, 10 years later i'm still trying to break this habit but i think it's so important to give somebody that feeling of knowing how what it feels like to trim even if they're prone then getting out as quickly as they've done that and mm-hmm. then going through a pop-up mm-hmm. i think it's such an important thing and i was gutted to hear that because i think that's not what i would want to hear as somebody on a lesson so it's yeah. nice to hear that you know the surf schools that have that level of thought and actually it's all about the surfer and the surf experience yeah and yeah. getting them sort of bought into what we have and we all know and now love yeah because yeah, if you look at it the other way I never had a lesson because I never needed one and I still can't fucking surf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I sort of the same. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I was past it by the time I started the surf school. Yeah. I thought, oh shit, I better not have a lesson. You've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gone a lesson and next week you're giving lessons. Like, weren't you last week? <laughs> um, yeah, I know, no, I know someone that's been on the, uh, on the course here and I think they had, is it Emma? M? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they did a course over a certain amount of weeks, and they said it was absolutely fantastic. It was, you know, brilliant. They got so much out of it and everything, and couldn't speak highly enough of it and of this school. So oh, you're doing cool something, right? <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that what we do is the be-all and end-all, and it's, it's the only way. It's not. There are other ways. But what we try to do here is to break everything down. So we break each section of our lesson mm. down into its different parts. And then we teach each different part. And then within that different part that we teach, because people learn different ways. There's um, audiovisual and kinetic yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah. So we incorporate those different methods of learning in each part of those parts. Yeah. So every single bit has a describing, a demonstrating, mm-hmm. and a doing. Yeah. And, and that sort of ticks the boxes for most people. Uh, do you know, that, that's a, a really good point. I think that's why... I, uh, sadly for me to say I'm a much better surf coach than I am a surfer which is devastating <laughs> yeah. I would love it to be the other way around but it's not but that way that that methodology that the ISA have broke down a surf lesson it's very army like so in army you know you're teaching it's EDIP explain demonstrate imitate practice and it's exactly the same as a surf coach so for me it was like well this is easy just change the subject matter but it is it's such a methodical process you get to hear it you get to see it and you get to do it and then yeah. you get that sort of audio <clears throat> feedback straight away and i wonder a question for both of you actually spending so much time at a surf school what's if you were able to speak to as many beginners as possible about the common sort of errors you see from the off from people starting to surf or learning themselves what kind of advice would you pass out to new surfers or novice surfers trying to progress Ooh. I know my. I know mine. Okay. It would be Don't. Get, no, no, no. It'd be get a lesson. Um, hundred percent, get a lesson. I think um, we get people come here. They've been struggling for ages. They have a lesson. It just clicks, and you have a good experience. So don't be afraid to like seek seek mm-hmm. that help. Um, don't rush. We get people here again. They might have had a lesson, and then they're coming down one in a six two. <laughs> 28 litre board and they're just trying to rush ahead whereas enjoy that process of mm. like maybe you're not popping up in the first three times you know but that's part of surfing like 
take take your time with it um and then ask questions as well don't be afraid if you're well if people come up here we always give them advice um and that's how you learn is by asking people asking other people in the water for advice it's a pretty friendly community especially especially this beach i think so they'd be my one definitely get a lesson don't rush anything you know and and ask on that Um, did you have lessons uh, from my dad, <laughs> <laughs> who sold your bolts, as we know. <laughs> no. And if you could rewind time, start young. That helps as well. but, uh, but yeah, I was going to say because we learned by the sounds of it on fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was too big. That was too big. Sink or swim, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit like that. No lessons. Yeah. When the boy said, "Oh, just you went, just paddle out." I went, "Well, out there." He <laughs> <laughs> went, "Yeah." Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> what, what would yours be? What would you advise people? Oh, Craig, um, got to be around safety. We get so many people come here, um, and, not, and I'm guessing it's in other places as well. Um, they don't know the beach, so they don't know where the, the rips are. They don't know where the currents are. And we get a lot of people end up in this current over, um, and rip over here. So I'd say... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was aware of it. I just, it took me by surprise how quickly I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say if you haven't been to a beach before, ask or do a bit of research about the, the safety bit. Yeah. Where does, where's the safest place to surf? Not the best place to surf, yeah. the safest place to surf. That's if you're a beginner. If you're not a beginner, it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? But as a beginner, safety first, be safe. Don't go out too deep. We get a lot of people, especially beginners, they're out way past their depth and they can't catch waves. Mm. It's because they're out too deep. You know, as Logan said, don't rush, take your time. Start, Start in that white water and catch loads and loads of waves. Um, and that, that, just those two. Yeah. And as he said, get a lesson. It does help. It helps massively, how, I think. How many do you see this is going... Obviously, I've never done anything like this myself, but... Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> we used to look at when like, we first started surfing many years ago. Looked at Me and friends looked at surf forecasts, go in, not knowing how to read it, and go in... That day looks fucking big. Let's go that day. We get it on. So, like, being that close, <laughs> how many people do you see? And you're just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, it's, they've got no... Like, I remember one day we went to Newquay. It was in a January. It was around a storm. Was it January? Uh, was it Willacombe or Newquay? And the guy said in the surf shop, we're like, can we hire boards? He's like, no, you'll fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all not right, just you that says yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> But it's 30 quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's that, you know, it's that thing of like, people that, I don't know what it is, it's like, you know, like you're saying, like it's a responsibility. For, yeah, but it's like when you're young, going for that, like the wrong type of board, thinking you know it's ego isn't it you know thinking you know everything thinking oh it can't be that bad it's only going in the sea what have you mm. just how many of that sort of stuff do you see and get on a regular and how much like like he just like laughed at how many times you go no you're not having a ball today like, <laughs> quite a lot yeah we do We're, and that's the another like really refreshing thing working for you as well is that like um <laughs> the customer's not always right so when <laughs> yeah. it's 50 mile an hour wind they they don't they whether it's lack of experience or they just don't care, they haven't thought about the risks. Yeah. And it's nice to work somewhere where like they have been taken into consideration massively and yeah. we don't allow kit out when it's wrong for the person. Um, it's not just about the money. It's, yeah. It is about people's safety and them having a... Because they won't come back if they... If especially they're if they drown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely won't come like, back. Somebody's so. got to get that board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it does happen a lot, doesn't it? We do say no a lot. Yeah, so we got a, we got a protocol. It's over 30 mile an hour. Okay. We, we shut. Mm. Like we just—that's the end of it. You what can't was it today? 
Uh, 25. So about 20, yeah. 25. Yeah. <clears throat> That's pretty savage out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you can imagine any more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. We get, like, we've had 65, 75 mile an hour wind, people coming up to rent some kit. <laughs> it's just nuts, no. isn't it? Just <laughs> but no it, clue. Like, but you, like you just said, um, they look at the report, they see the size of the wave, and, and they don't really... Um, Perhaps, perhaps they don't understand the implications that the wind mm. has on that board with them in the water. Yeah. So they're just looking at big surf, let's get to the beach. Yeah, big waves. Yeah, it's that, it's that same thing. I mean, for years, I, I was guilty of doing loads of it, of looking at a surf report and not knowing what I was looking at, like Magic Seaweed when it was. How many stars is there? How big is it? That's all I was looking at for years. And I was just like, that's big, let's go. You know, and I, I said that many times. I admit to stuff like that, which is like, you know, it's just naivety and just not not fully knowing what you're getting into. And I suppose it's not, not respecting the sea because I, I was always aware of like, you know, as we've discovered mm. that I give up when I go underwater. That's, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different story altogether. Up. That's just a hope. <laughs> but um, no, just like give up. And uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it was in, I don't know if it's a naivety or <laughs> stupidity, maybe. That's probably but, more know, likely. At the same time, I think, I mean, obviously you don't want people to go out and do stupid stuff and get in such a serious, you know, scenario that it's going to be carnage. But You've got to make mistakes, obviously, because it's the ultimate, the best way to learn. Like mm. we've all been way too deep, you know, starting out surfing and turning around, going, "Oh my god, how did <laughs> I get this far out?" And that sinking feeling of, "I don't know if I'll get back." <laughs> you you kind of it makes you suddenly aware all the time of where you're yeah. sitting and you, you know, line up markers. Like, <gasps> yeah, oh <my> <laughs> like I think you're in that same thing. You're taking off on a wave that's too big for you, or too steep, or too fast, you and exactly that. You're like, "Oh my." God. <laughs> what am I looking at here? Like, I'm not going to do that again. You've got to still make their mistakes, ultimately. Yeah. Well, I just come back from France, right? And um, I think it was like a week last Wednesday. It was in Bidart. And we uh, and it was showing three metres. Like, ah, light winds. Glassy offshore. Oh, I'm going to have a go at that. <laughs> I can't. <help. laughs> I, man- I surf a paddleboard, right? Yeah. So I managed to get out. I caught one wave. I absolutely shit my pants. <laughs> when I turned round to paddle back out again, a wave broke in front of me. I couldn't actually see the top of the wave. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I just took and turned round and come straight back in. Oh, yeah. And on our way in, I got absolutely nailed. <laughs> I got pummeled. Like, oh my God. Coming in's always the hardest yeah. bit as well when you know. Yeah. You're sort of like, what, do I just try and catch one and hope that I'm not in a breaking zone? Yeah. It's just yeah. the worst feeling ever. I think it's that that's experience, isn't it? When you go like, there, this is too big. I've just got to get in as quick as possible because I'm well out of my depth here. Well, I use a surf tracker, right? That we're showing the boys today. It's really funny. <laughs> I went, use that day I went in. Right. You could see the wave I caught. You could see the other little one. And then there's another one that goes straight to the beach. <laughs> but the second wave I caught, what I did, what I t- hard to explain to them, I spent most of that under the water. <laughs> <laughs> and we surfed uh, in UK. We had army surfing on just before I left the army. And there was a day, it was massive the whole week. And me and I went down on, I think, the weekend. Everyone had gone home. And... It was the cleanest day ever, don't get me wrong, but it was enormous. It was easy. It was well out of my comfort zone. I think it was probably double overhead. Is that the day I nearly lost my fingers on release? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I remember, but it was it was breaking miles out. But there was plenty of time to get out and stuff, but the duck dives are brutal. And I remember making it out. There's only what, were you, what board were you on? My rocket weight. Uh, what was I on? 
well, longboard that paddles four times the speed of mine. Four times the speed. He's like, oh, he's a nightmare to duck dive for. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) But there was me and one other guy out before Pete got out behind us. And I remember making it out and then thinking, fuck, now I've got to catch a wave. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, I I just want to go in. I don't want to be here. Because that whole thing about that first duck dive, when you, that's what, you know, some people will go to the effort of, paddling out way down there they'll go out in the rip it's the easiest way out and then they'll paddle 300 miles along to where they're, they're going to sit and I'm like no I'm going to go straight out the middle the path of I'm not going to call it least resistance but the shortest distance to save my arms yes I'm probably going to take a bit of a pounder on the way out but equally I think if I've made it out I deserve to be there and if I don't make it out, I probably shouldn't have been there as well. But that mm. first duck dive, when it's a monster coming at you, and it obviously breaks at the worst possible position <laughs> on you, it's such a testament of ability, skill. Like, just you as a human, you're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Get me off this beach now. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you as well about, I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, am I right in saying you wrote the manual for the RNLI lifeguards book he, not on my own yeah um, so the RNLI uh, the RNLI take on professional lifeguards the professional lifeguards in this country um, to qualify to get a, uh, an, even an interview for the RNLI you need a beach lifeguard qualification mm-hmm. so there's two organisations that um, deliver and assess those um, awards in this country. One of them, Surf Life Saving GB. Yeah. And they got, they've got an award called the Beach Lifeguard. And then the other joint organisation is Surf Life Saving Wales and the RLSS. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got what's called the National Vocational Beach Lifeguard Qualification. Um, pretty much every professional lifeguard in this country will have one of those awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sit on the panel that designed, developed and delivered the um, National Vocational wow. Beach Lifeguard Call. And then as part of that, we wrote the manual as well. Yeah. So all the, all the stupid things that we learned over 40 years, yeah. all in our manual. So there's a, there's a few of us. There's about eight of us, I think, all sat around a table and put the manual together. I mean, you don't just fall into that. You've obviously been chosen, asked to do something like that, you know. Um, that came because um, I'm also director of Life Saving for Surf Life Saving Wales. Okay. Um, so the Surf Life Saving Wales um, organisation has 33 clubs in Wales, and we take kids from age seven up to, well, there's no, no age limit. I'm still there, so there's no age limit. <laughs> um, and we train the kids, you know, about surf safety, um, beach awareness, how to negotiate waves, mm. um, First aid, um, basic life support. So you have like a 12-year-old kid, we're teaching them basic life yeah. support, um, which they do in schools as well, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that develops into, ultimately, the National Beach Lifeguard Qualification, yeah, okay. which you can take when you're 16. And how straightforward was that when you sat around this table trying to put this sort of, I guess, methodology and put it into a publication? How straightforward even is that? Easier than you think. Oh, really? Well, we've had beach lifeguards in this country since mm. the 60s. Yeah. So all that experience and knowledge has been written down somewhere in the yeah. past before. Um, so we've learned from those sort of older publications. 
And then we just took all that knowledge, broke it down the same sort of way into um, sections on, you know, what is a beach lifeguard, yeah. what you need to be, um, lifestyle, fit, mm-hmm. um, then beach safety, that's all in there, and then the rescue techniques, and then first aid and basic life support. Yeah. So that's just all bringing it all together, and then any developments that occur throughout the year, as that happens, we have regular meetings, and then we... Um, update the current Beach Lifeguard mm-hmm. Manual as things are going along. So every two years, um, the Resuscitation Council of Great Britain um, produce revised resuscitation guidelines, first aid guidelines. Yeah. Well, that all has to be changed then because we need to teach mm-hmm. our lifeguards the updated version of okay. of like support. I suppose yeah, yeah, that, that comes into it. It's even the stuff like... I heard the other day someone said something about a nosebleed where you used to be taught to hold your head forwards or backwards or something, wasn't it? And now it's the they tell you to do the complete opposite. I, I still didn't listen and don't know which, which one it was either, to be honest. So right now the protocol is you take a set of cold keys from the fridge and drop it down their back. <laughs> oh, so I was well in there for a second. Take a note, I was like, right? keys, keys back. Keys back, right. <laughs> How long do I keep them keys Your face in the was fridge? Class, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was well in on that. Then the I crazy thinking, thing is, I can see it in my head now. This scenario is actually going to play out really soon, <laughs> yeah. and that's what you're going to think of. Like, you've got oh, keys on yeah. nosebleed, <laughs> keys in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the phone. How long? How long? <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you. I, I don't want to send you down a rabbit hole at all, but I'm curious here. I, I must have been a. So SLSGB is my qual, so Surf Life yeah, yeah. GB. I think it expires this week, actually. But anyway, um, when I've done my refresher courses, there's been a few times where it's been completely flat for doing rescues, like no waves at all. And, you know, I, I'm definitely not a, a strong swimmer. It does not come naturally to me at all, just like surfing. But there's been people even worse swimmers than me and you know you're kind of looking around and thinking you even add a little bit of swell into this scenario and there's no way you as a rescue are making it out back to get that person and bring them back through the break and obviously you can only train in the conditions presented to you or testing the conditions presented to you but is somebody kind of you know that involved i'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on that very topic okay so um the the guidance is that as you're training that candidate, mm. either over a week-long course or over a longer period, if you're a member of a club, because you just do it week in, week out, yeah. um, the trainer signs an assessment form which says, I've seen this candidate mm. swim out, negotiate the surf in t- big two foot or bigger. Yeah. So it's, that's a little bit of the trainer's responsibility mm. to say, well... You know, you haven't been in two foot surf, so if you if I end up giving you this award, you not only put in other people's lives yeah, in danger, sure, you're yeah. in your own life in danger. Yeah. So it's a little bit of responsibility on the trainer as mm. well. Um but it's definitely in there. The trainer needs to sign that they've seen that candidate perform those rescues in two foot surf or bigger. Because if I was drowning and I saw me coming to rescue me, <laughs> I'd be like, mate, I'll, I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, do what I did. Pay Logan 20 quid. He just signs it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> we, we do, we've done a few rescues here, as you I can bet. imagine. I thought you were going to say we've done a few for that. <laughs> <laughs> 20 quid. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, right, oh. Who's going to go in now then? Because I'm always last on the list. I'm like, um, who's here? Logan? Yeah. Uh, Ollie? Oh, do you want to go in? 
I'm like, hey, gotta go in. Oh, fuck. It's a bit of a rundown there as well. <laughs> <if you laughs> I'm, like, I'm blowing up my arse. Like, yeah. <laughs> How long's the uh, lifeguard station open here? Is it just summer months? And then? So the lifeguard station belongs to the local club. Yeah. So they um, they operate all year. Not operate. Sorry, they train there all year. So mm-hmm. that on a weekend they'll have fifty kids down by there learning all the stuff. Yeah. But the actual professional lifeguards, the RNLI, yeah. they are, they stay here until second week of September. Okay. You guys got it when they closed down because of that, that sort of last How? level or first level of response kind of taken away from yourselves and then suddenly it's all on you guys. It is all on us whenever yeah. Um, yeah. whenever they're gone. How, on a sort of average, I know it's difficult to say, but like... After they leave, how how often do you find yourselves having to go down and help people out? In um over the period so over they're that, not yeah, here. Yeah, over that period yeah, they're not um, here. Probably oh a good half a dozen times, maybe yeah. more. And and sometimes that's pretty like like we've had like loads of fin cuts, haven't we? Dis- dislocated mm. shoulders, let's <laughs> have the other day. Like you because of the location of Porth Call yeah. and then how big the surf schools become, you have a lot of people who aren't super confident in the water and yeah. people who can get themselves into tricky you mm. know, or bad situations um and yeah it does i definitely think it happens i, I there, there would be a case for there to be lifeguards down on that beach all nearly year all round. year round yeah. really? you know, at least every weekend yeah um you just get hundreds of people down yeah. here you know and rightly so it's an awesome beach but um so how, how happen i'm gonna ask you because of writing manuals for it and stuff like that, how <laughs> would you go about that of getting getting that to be manned or Ah, so the the problem is, and, and I don't know if you know this, but I'd say ninety five percent of beaches in this country are manned by Arnali. Yeah. But the funding comes from local authority. Right. So it's the local authority who agree the um, times that the Arnali are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And they pay for it. So uh, we've cutbacks all over the country, not just you. Yeah. You can yeah. see the local authority going, hmm, do we really need lifeguard cover in December? Yeah. Uh, and the downside, the no, unfortunate part is, a lot of that time you don't. But when we get those perfect storm things of a little bit of dry weather, nice surf, light winds, mm. even in December, it can get a bit mental down there. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd, you would need some lifeguard cover. Yeah. And when the light... It, it stands out like a sore thumb. When the lifeguards are on duty, there are hardly any rescues. Yeah. Because the whole point that you would know this of being a lifeguard is to prevent yeah. a rescue. Yeah, you always see them on the beach, move over, get back in, do this, you know, and like... Well, that's all, all preventative yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's all preventative. Like, I know, and like, you know, even from like being a kid of like being in the sea at places like that and you think like oh i'm not doing anything wrong you know like whatever you know, do you know that's a good kid impression yeah, actually. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i've been working on it um, <laughs> uh yeah you know you see like like you think oh i'm not doing anything. what you're going on about but then as you grow up you see that and be like you know there, there's a reason you're doing that there's a reason like these things are going on and like you were just saying you know it's stopping it and i don't oh, yeah it's I don't such know, a shame the, because so many lives are lost or badly changed through and it's ultimately just lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and it's not an individual's fault they don't know anything about rips 
but you know and it's nice to hear that you know as part of your first lesson you're actually including that because that's not part of a first lesson as a according to ISA that's part of a second improver lesson when you start talking about safety properly and how to deal with reps so to hear it from the off like I would love nothing more than it to be part of a school curriculum where people get taught about beach safety CPR first aid in fact the reason I was on the show as a guest in the first place was that exact thing um, and it you know I'm hoping that will come in the future um, I know there's definitely an initiative happening up my way that, that we'll see that potentially happen um, but knowledge is power right yeah preventative if you knew it the burden comes back to us as well when on those weekends then like he will put on extra staff to go down and have lifeguard cover on the beach and then yeah. you know like the other day when Mike they had to do a rescue down here there's no one else down here you know so mm. advice to anyone would be surf at a lifeguarded beach because there's a defibrillator down there even when there's no lifeguards yeah, on duty yeah. surf where there's a surf school because a good surf school look out for everyone in the sea you know yeah. and, um, just basic things like that, that yeah. you know, the burden comes off but the individuals need to be responsible for it that's well. the thing like you've just said you'll put on extra staff so in case anything happens there'll be someone to go down that's coming out of your pocket that, that should be something that's coming out of the local authorities pocket like all over the country for it, it, <laughs> Weekends out, like weekends I get only. It. I agree. You should be sending so them yeah, bloody I know invoices. Pete. You're telling the wrong person. I know. <laughs> let's no, come on. Let's go down there now. <laughs> I completely agree, but I also understand the um, the problems local authorities have. I mean, God, they, they're struggling to put care packages in place for yeah. people in yeah. hospital. So a lifeguard on duty there is is perhaps not their highest priority. Yeah. But one of the things, uh, you probably don't know this, uh, one of the things we've worked on as well down here, and it's pretty sure, it, it may not be now, but it was unique to, to Puth Coal. Um, there's an organisation here called the National Coast Watch Institute. Right. So Coast Watch Institute, and they're not going to like me for saying this, but they're basically <laughs> all old duffers, right? <laughs> <laughs> However... They You're do a, a fantastic job. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm not a member, but I will. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> they do a fantastic job. They watch the water. Yeah. So that's all they do. They don't, they don't profess to do any rescues. Mm. They just watch the water. So down here, they've got one here, they've got one in Barry. It's just a lookout point, and they are scanning the water for any incidents. So what they've done here a couple of years ago, a gentleman called Phil Stiles, and he's a great guy, um, we had a meeting, and out of that meeting, it came it came about about well, why don't we patrol the water with cameras? Now, it seems a great idea, but the problem was, who watches the cameras? Yeah, right. Yeah. Phil Styles stood up and went, "We'll watch them." In the National Coast Wash Institute. So down here, they put a camera on Rest Bay. It's right next to to the. What webcam. was the magic seaweed yeah. webcam? But all it does, they they've it's linked from here to their lookout point in um, overlooking Coney Beach. Yeah, and it watches the water. And what they've done there, they've now linked that camera through to the Coast Guard station in Milford Haven. Mm. All right. So if there's a shout or a, an incident, the guys watching the camera here at Puth Call will call the Coast Guard in Milford Haven. They'll see that. They'll see the incident unfold in. And they ah, can make right. a call to call out the RNLA. Yeah. That's developed here. We've now got cameras watching from here all the way across to Coney Beach, all the way across to Ogmo, 
and Penabont. So we've got, I don't know, 20 miles of coastline, wow. all watched by the National Coast Wash Institute. Do you know the uh, login for that, by any chance? <laughs> well, the, 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 only asked, the only see if there's actually an incident happening between the sponsored adverts that come on and surfing every five seconds. <laughs> Somebody's... Dr- oh, no, look, ice cream. <laughs> That's an amazing initiative. And actually, yeah. that makes a lot of sense because you're kind of taking the same amount of man hours or person hours and having one person watch a ton of things as opposed to one person just yeah. watching yeah. They've got a, a bank spot. of screens. They can watch all the coastline, and now all those screens are linked through to Milford Avon, the Coast Guard. You know, you know another thing they could do, not them, but like you did the surf life saving, and uh, make it part of the thing of your final qualification bit. You've just got to do a, a weekend man in that in the winter months. <laughs> Just fill them up throughout the year. That's your final bit. Tick it off. Off you go. Mm. <laughs> a whole session. Problem sorted for you. But then, would you See want? You would you want a seventeen-year-old <laughs> sat <laughs> in there, you know, watching people who are potentially at risk? No, of life I mean, like you know, the quali- the not, not like that. The qualification <laughs> bit, you know, add something like that into it. You've got to do a do a Saturday with someone down on the on the something like that. <laughs> so, so that they watching, they get you. They know they're what getting the feel of what's going, going on. on. Yeah. 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 Because not many people know that, that no, they, they no, do I, that. I've never heard of it. I knew. I, I would hope <laughs> so. And is that camera the same as the... So Hugh put a webcam up. So mm-hmm. you, you were saying about adverts. Yeah, yeah. That was what was annoying us, was that no one knew... Everyone was looking at Magic Seaweed going, oh, it's 10 foot today, I'm going to go down. And no one knew what was going on because they wouldn't pay for the webcam. So yeah, Hugh's right. put a webcam on top of this building that's mm. free, no ads. Is that the same one that they've got? It's the same camera, yeah. It is okay. good. Same it quality is good, camera, yeah. 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 It's like and, uh, top end. Where where can we find that camera if we want to go and look at it? Is it a well-known camera to look for now? Is it part of the surf school? What, our webcam? Yeah. Yeah, it's on our website. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was getting at. Where can people go and see it? That's what I was getting at. So on you, our website. You've got to look out your well, walk round because you haven't got a sea view. <laughs> Actually, we have. If you, you lean off the <laughs> side, he has to hold my foot and then yeah, I can see it. Well, you can just get it on the laptop. better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's, I think that's an amazing initiative that's, that's really nice so, so alright where's the website what's the website address both call surf surf.co.uk that's what I wanted so people can oh, see oh, that oh sorry see that. Oh, it, didn't, it didn't mean where could you go and physically see the camera walk outside camera that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm like oh, no. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, oh, so, right okay so yeah. that can be seen on puthcorsurf.co.uk okay <laughs> but you said that camera is the, the, that's the same camera that these guys use to watch out for people struggling yes uh, no not the same camera oh, I was going to say because I can imagine you're, you're, you're moving the thing right on a joystick to see yourself <laughs> and they're trying to move it to see a rescue and you're like nope yep nope no. <laughs> well this is beaches uh, pro- probably Nuki got a couple more but we got one here which is our cam mm-hmm. we've got the old magic seaweed cam which is now Surfline cam yep. down on the lifeguard station R.I.P. we've magic got seaweed. the National Coast Watch cam down on the lifeguard station and then we've got the Surfline cam which is on one of the houses up there <laughs> <A> pretty covered <laughs> beach there, there. Yeah. that's why it's so <laughs> bloody <laughs> busy <laughs> well, from every angle Do you and it's the closest to beach to to Bristol, Reading, Swindon. Yeah, London. I think you were saying that today, actually. It didn't even cross my mind. So, actually, I think all the way to London, like that, this is the closest surfable Surf beach. beach. Yeah. So, you must get a lot of traffic coming through, presumably just through that alone. Yeah, we get that car park can be full, yeah. full of surfers. Yeah, right. And there's like yeah. a thousand cars in there. And yeah. Not many people in London own their own surfboard. They just come down. So, we, we have regulars. 
for like mm. that I've I've known since I was on the trailer. You know that they just come down. It's easier for them to rent a board down here, enough, yeah. and they go in. So it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like, no, that's something I've done. I've done it myself when like I've got in my car and I just like chuck my wetsuit in the back. And just rented a board or borrowed a board off someone like that, you know. So yeah, it's. Cool. I did think you were going to say then. Oh, I left. I forgot my board. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in the car. Forgot my board. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I would not surprise me. Pete definitely didn't have his finning backwards when we surfed the board the other day. No, I didn't surf it with it. In well, backwards. I, I pointed it, it out. Was the, it was the anxiety of being there to surf the board for the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, come on, we got to go." And I put the fin in. He's like, "You're going like that, are you?" And I went like, "What?" I would have loved to have seen that helicopter take off and him being like, what <laughs> just <laughs> happened? <laughs> yeah. Where was that? The huh? boar. Oh, really? Oh, how yeah, was yeah. that? How did you find that? Uh, exhilarating and terrifying. <laughs> so we've done two spots. We've done the one by the pub. <coughs> right. Which is just like 300 yeah. metre wide open river and it was like this tiny foot thing, but oh, it was fairly punchy. And then we did another spot. Then we went to another, I guess, more secrety spot, which was like, it could have been in the jungle back on a survival <laughs> course. Getting in was carnage. But honestly, it was like shoulder to head high. This thing came around the corner and I was you like... You could hear it before it came. Oh, like you heard it. I was like, coming. holy shit, that's a proper way. <laughs> Bellamy had gone from a foot, and I was like, "Fuck, that's head Funnels high." Funnels in, goes so out. You hear me on the camera going, "Paddle, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's a proper wave. <laughs> I'm, I'm filming it on my GoPro, and um, I was mesmerised by it, and I hadn't noticed that everyone had paddled like <laughs> down. And I was like, "Oh, that's going to break. I'm going to get on that on a shoulder." And then I'm filming it, and going, and I heard him going, "Paddle, motherfucker!" And I turned around, and it just went flat where I was, and I watched everyone just bomb off in the distance, and then getting out, there was a guy stuck under a tree he was like trying to grab branches and all sorts on the way through <laughs> and as like, i realized straight away that the thing not to do is pick a spot to get out the thing is to have a load of spots in mind and knowing that i'm not going to get that one i can get that one and so on and so forth but i can see everyone even as i've passed it still trying, trying to, to get, get back, back yeah. up to that one i'm like no no no, no. Oh. It, it, was, it was hilarious oh, awesome. it was hilarious yeah. so here's a question did you both have leashes on yes yeah. You did, yeah. Yes. yeah the, uh, Ooh, so there's um, a lot of people saying, like, we're gonna do. Hopefully, it'll come out before this one. A one about the boar and everything like that, because there's a lot of people that are saying helmets. I can see why helmets are advised. Mm. Quick release leashes. I can see why there are. If you're wearing one, if if you're not wearing one, don't expect to get your board back. I think because it, it just it wasn't the fact that the wave was so powerful; it's the water behind it. It's just, it's just when you come off, it keeps yeah. going, doesn't it? It's, oh, yeah. it's going it's faster the behind, like because you come off the like the wave on the first part. The wave was small, but as soon as that wave's gone through, the water behind it, it's like double that again. Obviously, because that's just pushing it through and keeps that moving. It's but like rapids, but you know the tangle risk for a leash is massive, and it does not necessarily. <laughs> you being on top you know you could be under and wrap mm. around whatever and man getting a leash off on the beach can be hard when you've got you know board in one hand you just try to pull it off like we've all had that struggle like i thankfully and i'm not even going to say it because i know what happened now but i wouldn't want to be in that position is what i'm <laughs> getting out of having to because i heard people say on big hold downs i went oh, i had to i realized i had to release my leash and i'm like what? That's not even a thought process <laughs> I need to be at. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's brutal. Yeah. That's not cool. I'm never going to be in that position. I'm oh getting held down for that long. Yeah, you <laughs> well, it sounded like you weren't far off in France. Oh, that, even so. then, it wasn't that, we weren't that bad. I just got rolled over a few times. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd go... I'm not a big wave surfer oh, by horrible. any stretch of the imagination. So what's, um, since you started surfing, what's some of the places it's uh, taken you around the world? Oh, not far. 
Rest yeah. be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> uh, oh, well, uh, France, um, Portugal, Spain. And what's the what's the best you've surfed? Ah, <sighs> or your favourite? Yeah, go on. What's the, fa- the best, best wave? I I know my best wave. I'm not sure I can say where he was. You have to say I where get it is. Can you say it. a country? It's in this country. Okay. Yeah. Is it in Wales? Yeah. This up a road. Country. It was just up a road. Ah, there you go then. And That's... it's like the longest wave I've ever had. <laughs> Having said that, we were watching Noosa this afternoon on a, on YouTube. I'm like, oh my God, they're on there for ages yeah, and ages. So in the overall scheme of things, my, I don't know, 15 second wave mm. compared to others in the world, one that brilliant, but it's the longest one I've had. <laughs> That's it. That's like my 15 second ball when I actually looked on... Uh, the GoPro was more like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting to hear what people's, their thought process of what their best wave is, because for some people it's more about the wave, as in, oh yeah, it was like double overhead, barrel for days. But for some people like me, it's more about what I've done on the wave. My, my best waves have generally been rubbish waves. It's more about what I've been able to do on them that have made it the best waves. So I always find it interesting yeah. to hear what how people answer that. You I, know? I have that my best wave and my best session are two very different times altogether and my best surf session was with a group of friends and every wave wasn't very long but it was just continuously like in a circle like that going around for two or three hours my best wave was at westwood ho and i just rode it for i think i've got it on gopro it's something like one minute and 17 seconds from the back all the like all the way into the beach (laughs) That's and not that's a like, proper way. Yeah. You're not going back to the lineup. You're going back to the van. That was like all the way back in, and it, I've got it on GoPro, really? and it's just it just goes on for ages. Yeah. Oh, here's a good question then, Hugh. It might be a shit question actually, but uh, what's your best lesson you've ever given? Do you have a surf lesson that stands out, and you went that went really well? But I've never heard someone ask for such a compliment in my life. Please <laughs> <laughs> say me, Hugh. No, 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 no. <laughs> given that you've given to a group of people, and the outcome of the lesson. Was good. That's what well. I, mean. I gotta say because I am such a brilliant coach. <laughs> <laughs> They're all really good. No bollocks. Um, <laughs> there's one that always sticks out in my head, um, and we gave a surf lesson to a blind guy. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "How am I going to do this now? Um, how is he going to know which way to go?" And and this sounds like cliche to know, but uh, when he when he started catching waves, I was stood on the beach holding his dog, so he was a proper you know, proper blind guy. And um, so we went through the whole how to catch some waves. And fair play to him, he's like proper up for it. Yeah, I figured out after he he can tell and feel where the waves are coming from, and he just walked straight out, got to waist depth of water, turned the board around, mm. put his hands on the side, and I'm like. This is all going to go pear-shaped now. And he must have heard or felt the wave come in, and he just took a step, slid on the board, caught the wave. I was, like, in howling like a maniac. <laughs> right? No, I'm not screaming. I was fucking crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm fucking um, And then he continued to do that, catching waves. And then when we got to the standing up bit, I was took a little bit of um, getting getting him into our four steps to stand up, and he crashed and burned a few times. But at the end of it, he got it. Yeah. Now Amazing. I don't know how he how he felt when he stood up, 
whether he could just feel that he was standing. But with most people, when you stand up above a wave for the first time, they all get stoked about it. So I don't know how he felt, but he was landed when he came out, and I was fucking over the moon, as you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the the standout one. Do you think it helped that he had like really cold car keys out of the fridge (laughs) down his back? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he felt. (laughs) Do you know what? what? That's what's going to come out of this episode, and that's what people are going to say to me for the next fucking year now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got your car keys. (laughs) (laughs) Are they in the fridge ready? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll I'll counter Logan's question: Is it? You you had a? I was quite surprised how quickly you had a standout best. There's got to be a standout worst. If you can talk about it. <laughs> Probably a lot. Yeah. Um, it frustrates me a bit when... Um, people don't listen. fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's not rocket science <laughs> what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and then we bring them out again. Hey, it's not just me about this. We've all had this. Yeah. And they, the guys come up sometimes. You go, you know, and they, they just don't listen. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we fucking had it. Um, you will, you'll explain it and you'll break it down and you'll repeat it and repeat it. It don't happen very often, but we've all had one of those people that don't listen. Yeah. And they end up going, oh, I'm getting frustrated, I can't do it. Yeah, because you're not listening to us. <laughs> if you, and, and I tell you what sticks out, in a, like, again, like a sore thumb, people who do listen sort of get it really quick. They, they, they like follow that sequence, bam, they're standing up. Mm. And then that's like it's history. Then you just carry on from there. Yeah. Brilliant. You you, you you spot them, don't you? You get it like same as people you get in normal everyday life, and you're talking and they're nodding, and you're going, "You're not listening to a word." Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can just see they're just waiting for their turn to either speak or their turn to like do something else, or there's just the, you know the the wheels turning, but the hamster's dead. It's just like <laughs> it's just that's it. Do you know who I think is worse on us or less and then? The Mr. or Mrs. not listening is the Mr. or Mrs. Yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, <laughs> oh, always, always the worst. Oh, yeah, I think I'll correct you there, Mr. Instructor Man, on the pop up piece. <laughs> right, come it's on. usually people, and you got, we've mentioned it before, and they, they turn up and they go, uh, yeah, so I want a 9183 litre <laughs> single, and we're like that. Look, <laughs> whoa, are you sure? <laughs> and, uh, I think you should yeah. just counter that with why. <laughs> yeah. And if they can't explain, go, you're having that. <laughs> that's a good just one. Why? Because we- it said on this website that I found that that's what I need for my size and weight. <laughs> All right, okay. We get our loads, our loads and loads and loads. Well, and the other thing we get is, um, oh, can I get a 7-2? Which is, uh, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. So have you surfed a 7-2 before? No. So, why do you need a 7-2? Oh, because um, he's having one. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mate down there said to get a 7-2. I'm like, oh, God, do you ever surf before? No. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, my, my boyfriend told me I need one. You're like, oh, come on. <laughs> the amount of people like we've spoken to throughout like the whole series of podcasts, and if there's one thing that everyone says, is the same thing. I wish I'd started on a bigger board, or... Do you know what? I was surfing, I was really struggling, and all of a sudden, I had a lesson, or someone said to me, I try this bigger board to start with, 
and it, everything just clicked and I just got it straight away. It's like, all right, well, I'm still on a bigger board, so <laughs> well, I'm still getting it. I'm still on a bigger board too. <laughs> it is though, it's, it's so underestimated how important it is to be on the right equipment and that's not just a board, that's fins and everything else that go with it. It makes such a difference to what you're doing and even that small change. And, you know, I've made that mistake. I've had a first lesson, come back from Afghan, went for a surf lesson. Like, I'm going to do this. And went and bought like a 5.5. Five. It was a 5.5. Five. <laughs> and I thought, and I was 30 at the time, so, you know, I was picking it up late. And in my head, it was, well, if I can do it on a 5.5, five, I can do it on anything. I couldn't even sit on the fucker. It fell off the car <laughs> on the way to Newquay. Like, I'd strapped it on in such a way that it was just man knots, you know? Like, I didn't know how to strap this off. <laughs> so I just did a hundred <laughs> again. Like, and I thought, even if it comes off, it'll stay on. And I remember driving into Fistrow, and this little board was just along the passenger windows <laughs> on the side of the car. They must have been like, what? <laughs> you got to make them mistakes, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and That's uh, awesome. I, mean, I, I remember you saying when you were on before, it, still, it blew me away when you spoke about how you didn't like, or I don't know what you didn't like, you, you preferred not to do advanced and improver lessons. And I just found that <laughs> mad for your level of ability. Is that still the case? or uh, I'm... I'm more a little bit more comfortable with doing it. I also get a lot of like that those beginner lessons like you were saying like you you get so much from them mm. and like selfishly like I really enjoy giving those lessons. Yeah. Whereas I don't know sometimes like I'm I kind of second guess myself am I am I saying the right thing? Have I said enough? I can um, I can imagine sorry I can imagine you get a lot of those I've done this before on advanced improver like you you feel like you're telling someone who can sort of surf already how to like suck eggs basically you know it's yeah. like that's that's how i sort of felt personally whereas i'm sure the person who i'm giving the advice to they've come for advice haven't they so yeah but that was just maybe i'm a little bit younger and sometimes i'm teaching people old i just feel like i'm talking to an elder in a wrong way i don't know whether i don't know but what fucking it is. everyone's older than you <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> but, but now, like, like we we do have loads of improver lessons and it's such a popular thing now mm. we've got mike who i know you guys are going to chat to he does like an amazing job but they're like super progressive over four weeks um so that would be something i would be more keen to get involved in watching mike and and like the the progression i see from the the people on his courses do it and i would like i would like that and that's why i enjoy giving a beginner lesson because i see that progression so it's just a bit of self-doubt really but um yeah i think seeing that in practice down here has been like pretty good so be more keen to do that I can see Hugh staring at you they look, just look. fall out of your back that is class they came out of his back of his jumper someone's having a house to his keys he was lying yeah, my nose stopped eating <laughs> <laughs> I told you he got keys ready on the table <laughs> <laughs> what about the surf community around this way what, what we're saying oh, it's cool there's a lot of good surfers yeah um, How was not it? so much younger ones though Nah, I wouldn't say that the youngsters are like. There are some really good youngsters, but not lots and lots of them. You know, they're not have good enough idols to look up to on the beach. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like funny. In you got a new key, and you boys have been there. Like you see loads and loads of young mm. kids. Yeah, um, I'm sure some of that has to do with the surf club, but just like the the culture down there, like yeah. it's all about the beach. Whereas, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the that little ingredient we're missing is up here to okay. get more. There are a group, nice little group of kids, but. There's not loads of them, you know? The amount of people, because we were saying, I think we were talking to Mark, and he was saying about, if you think Port and you've got everyone from Cardiff, Newport, and then, you know, you start to go that way till you get to like Swansea as well, and all the surrounding areas all come to this beach. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's too busy? You, You know what it's like when it's too busy? You can't get, 
you can't make that progression because there's too many people there. Is there that thing here where it's, it can be too busy? Hmm. Um, it can get busy. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, I don't think it's too busy, though. But in terms of our demographics, we've got everything from Aberavon that way. Yeah. Um, east. For the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> For the <laughs> listeners <laughs> that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know which way I'm pointing. Isn't it? <laughs> That's towards Cardiff. Um, every, everyone else that to the west of um, sort of Patalbot go, goes to yeah. the Gower. Yeah. We, don't, we hardly get any, anyone coming up here from there. Yeah, you know, a small amount maybe. Um, I don't know what I don't know why we haven't got lots and lots of kids getting into surfing because we do lots and lots of kids on lessons, don't we? Yeah, um, and the courses in the summer we mm-hmm. have loads. Courses are always chock a block. They really, you know, they're brilliant. Yeah. They are, but um, it's because we've got that demographic where a lot of them are from Bridgend, um, further further west than our Cardiff. It's hard to get here unless it's a weekend. Yeah. So then they're not getting that after school sort of yeah. in the water for an hour. They haven't got time. Yeah. And, and of course, we're, always, we're competing with football, rugby, which are the big sports. Yeah. Here. Massive tides. You can't <laughs> yeah, just guarantee can't going to the beach. Yeah, you know, it, it might yeah. only be the right tide for after school once a week or, you know, yeah. at the end of the week. So there's a lot against, there's a lot against, it's, it's hard to be a surfer in South Wales, especially, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kudos to everyone who does it. But there is a tight knit little community, especially in Porthcawl, you know, and, and all so the areas have their own little. Community. On that same sort of thing, do you find there's a lot more surfers that are like seventeen, eighteen, and because they can drive themselves and get themselves the here? Student demographic yeah. is huge, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so Massive. you know that would make perfect sense with the amount of distance they've got to travel. There's not, especially with like the climate of everything now. A little kid going to his mum, mum, can you take me to the beach? Or dad, can you take me to the beach? Well, I can barely afford to get to fucking work in my car at the moment. So you know, <laughs> yeah, go to the skate park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. So I, uh, yeah, you know, that would make a lot more sense if they're on that student age when yeah, they're driving themselves. Of, of they're all starting to come then. Yeah. But as you say, you know, then it's like you've left it later, and it's. Uh, I don't know. We've we we do get a. We've seen it. We've been here long enough now to see youngsters come through, keep surfing. <laughs> the class is this, right? This is a classic. So they'll have a lesson or not, when they just want to start surfing. Then um, you'll see them. They'll rent some kit. Next thing, they bought a wetsuit. Brilliant. Next thing, they bought a board. Brilliant. Next thing. They bought a T6. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many people do that. It's great. It's just you know, like they're fully buying into the, the, the lifestyle. It's credibility. They're buying a van. <laughs> it's class. It is or they're buying so a nice van. I don't mean a T6, but they're buying a van. And then they're at the beach. And then they go in, they, they're traveling elsewhere to surf. And they're exploring different mm. parts of the country. I mean, that happens loads and that's the beauty of surfing though that traveling that journey the exploring the finding the disappointment and the excitement when you <laughs> score and don't expect that's part of surfing yeah there's no other sport i don't think you know if it's football you're not like going to go hope a football pitch turns up you're going to go switch on the astro turf lights and that's it you know what i mean like there's just so much disappointment in this <laughs> sport i don't <laughs> like with south wales as well you get that like i, I remember when I first started, because we've got such a cool coastline in terms of there's loads of nooks and crannies. Mm. You can have your own secret spot. Really, 
you should probably just be surfing Rest Bay or Coney Beach. Like, they are the ones. <laughs> but it is nice to go and walk oh, yeah. to the nature reserve or, you know, I don't know, walk 100 metres down Aberavon Beach. And that's, you see people do it all the time, but that's the yeah. fun. That's part of the fun of <laughs> I it, isn't think it? You so. know? And what about your own surfing? Uh, are you, did you ever sort of do the competitive side? Was that your thing? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, we're back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to leave it, you? No. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> never, not your thing. No. So oh. my, my thing in terms of... Um, the competitive side is surf life serving. Yeah, right. So I've competed um, in surf life serving, and I've had um, Welsh and GB titles. Yeah. So um, for for me, that's that's easier for my head to understand. It's a race. Yeah. You're either gonna yeah. win our race or you're not. Surfing is so fleeting debatable. It's like. It's for, as you can imagine, it's forever on the screen. Your competitions, yeah, yeah. day in, day out, and we stand here. I'll, I'll stand here for five minutes, and I'll watch a heat, and I'll go. Well, that's that's a good score. I should have been like a five, and he gets a three, mm. and then the next guy you come along and he'll go. Oh, and I want that was pretty much the same, and I give him a six, and I go, "Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> what's going on?" And I get pissed off, and I go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that's the thing like you're saying it's so different and it's like a p- very personal thing because I think it was like Ben Skinner we asked and it was like what would you do if you could just do one like hang ten or barrels for the rest of your life what would it be he's like yeah barrels definitely oh but then hanging ten <laughs> I was like, and it's so personal to everybody it's like even with watching it you know some people would love to watch people doing massive airs and some people would love to watch people just getting barreled some people just like to watch people cruising up and down the line and it's it's such a personal individual thing and yeah. i think that's why like with so many people we talk to and every t- i don't think i've spoken to anyone yet where it's been like oh they were just like that person you know there's everyone every single person in surfing is so individual so different and so Oh, what's the word? Like, fucking unique. misfits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, unique is, yeah, this is a word. And I think that's why it's uh, such a great thing to be involved in, because everyone's completely different. And So your listeners have probably heard this before, but how long have you surfed? Oh, fucking hell. It's like, like going from the first time I surfed, or for like surfing continuously, I think the first time I surfed was about 1990. Four, I want to say something like that on a board that was way too small for me <laughs> before Logan was even fucking born. By the way, he just looked at me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I looked at you. <laughs> and then uh, surfing properly, probably the last twenty years or so. <laughs> I like our surfing properly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the first twenty years of my surfing career was. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the same thing. It's just like going surfing as and when you could, like you know, dicking around, whatever, yeah. and then trying things that didn't work, not knowing what the hell you were doing, that stuff. And uh, that's probably into the last sort of, I'd say the last 20 years, I did a a lot more of that. And then with the last 10 years was like more knowing what I was doing a little bit. I still don't know what I'm fucking doing now. (laughs) I still, I don't know why I get out of bed in the morning sometimes, let alone what I'm doing on the surfboard. It's more than normal what you're you're doing, but unable to do it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know what you want to do. I'd be a brilliant coach because I'd be like, you want to do that? Show me. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) You should be doing that. Yeah. (laughs) But you know when you're in the water, do you, why do you go in the water? Now, why is this turned around on to me? <laughs> I, I ask the why? questions. Why? <laughs> why do I go in the water? It's just, 
It's it's a mixture. This is it's very similar to a question we've asked for many years to people, which is like, what does surfing mean to you, or what do you get out of surfing? And the answer is always just it's just like ah, oh. and that that's <laughs> yeah. the only way you can describe it. it. Is that thing? It's like. Yeah, you've still you got can, a question to answer. I know, I'm trying to get there. I'm, tr- I'm <laughs> trying to give myself a chance to think. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's like a, it's real fun. It's relaxing at the same time. It's calm. It's exhilarating. It's it's a mixture of all sorts of emotions. And often when I go surfing, I forget about everything else. And it's the only thing where you're just completely focused on what you're doing at that moment because if you're thinking about anything else you're either drowning you're upside down <laughs> or you're getting the shit kicked out of you by a wave so you've got it's something that puts I'm useless at being in the moment for anything like even talking now I'm thinking of 37 other things in my head at once when I'm surfing I'm just concentrating on that and it just it's completely calm and it just takes you out of everything else that's going on in your head and it just keeps you on focused on that one thing and you're in the moment completely and I think that's it I think that's the only time I ever really feel in the moment is like surfing. So when you go in the water, do you go in with, right, I'm just going to go and surf, I'm going to catch whatever waves come along, or do you have something that you're trying to achieve out of that session? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wonder if I could try this yeah, today. Yeah, mixture. Like, I find often when I try and go in the water trying to work on something, I'll have a really shit surf. <laughs> when I go in the water and just like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going surfing. Like, this this week just been in the water just like i'm just going surfing that's it the waves weren't amazing whatever had a really good time really great surf caught some good waves you know they were only little and stuff like that but i was like had a great time if i go in going right today i'm going to try and work on my cross step or today i'm going to try and work on my like bottom turn or top turn or something like that it's always shit it's (laughs) always shit and i'm i'm because then i'm not in the moment i'm in my head and if i'm in my head when i'm surfing i cannot do it at all i just it just goes to shit and that's it I get frustrated, I do, because, like, yes, yesterday, it was nice, wasn't it, yesterday? It was, like, yeah, three foot, really clean, nice. lovely. I just surfed. Yeah. But I, I'm a, I've been surfing a sup for about oh, a few years now, mm-hmm. but I got but more and more into it. You used to be all right before that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I'm trying to do on a sup is a floater, which is... Sounds an easy sort of thing, doesn't it? But on a, on a sup, to get it back up is quite hard. Yeah. And uh, oh, fuck. when I go in and I'm trying to do a floater, I was I come out going, oh, fuck. That would, why didn't I just go in and have a surf? It's because you're like, you get frustrated with yourself. Yeah. Because you should be able to do it, but it's not happening. Yeah. I might have one or something out of a session. Yeah. I have, the, I have the same thing if I ever, like, when I put the GoPro on the board and I think, like, like especially when you work with someone who's like well keen on their social media and they're like know all about it and they're well up on it they're like put the GoPro on the board do you need to get footage for the like <laughs> over? and I'm like oh, fuck it. it's another thing to think about and it takes you out of the moment as well and I hate it I'd rather press record and just leave it on and give him the SD card at the end and go you fucking sort it out because <laughs> it just drives me insane yeah. just pressing it and like it takes you out of the moment and I think oh he wants you to record yeah in between before you catch a wave. Yeah, so I've got the waves Fucking recorded. Hell, I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, all you've got to do is that. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. No, exactly. It takes you out of the moment. And I think that's the thing. And I think that is the only thing I can I can put it down to is what I'm thinking of when I'm going in the water is, yeah, being that that's what I get out of it. It keeps me in the moment and that's it. 
Do you know what takes you more out at the moment than a Ooh. GoPro? What? Having your fin on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what takes me more out at the moment? Working with a complete... <laughs> <laughs> See, I find that an interesting answer, though, because I always have something to work on. Always. Yeah, but always you have. look at you, you always need to work on something. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> Touché, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but I do. I always have something in my gate because I know I'm going to get what I would call a cliche life reset out of just being in the water. Mm-hmm. I know I'm getting that regardless because that is my experience through surfing. So I don't need to think I'm going in the water for a reset. And also, I don't like when people tell me that you should surf for your mental health because people say that a lot. I know this is about to be a tangent, but people say it a lot in such a way that, well, I went surfing and my mental health's not fixed. You've told me surfing's good for my mental health. <laughs> You're kind of making a weird comparison there. It should either be natural... Sorry, it should be natural. You shouldn't be telling people it's good for your mental health. Let them experience that. So anyway, big tangent. But I know I'm going to get that because that's my experience of surfing. So I will always have a game plan, roughly. Not saying I'm going to go do this, that and the other, but there's always something to work on. But then I have that problem of, you know, the second my tail lifts and the wave takes me, I'm like, oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Plan is gone. Immediately gone. (laughs) I'm super goal-driven as well. Like before my surfs, I like to have a little aim, especially if the waves are shit. That can be the only thing that gets Mm. you in is like, oh, I, I can either not surf or I can go in and maybe get better at this. But yeah. like, not everyone's like that. And that's, like we said, everyone's unique, aren't they? The, the thing about surfing is you can get whatever you want out of it. Yeah. Whether it is to go in and just forget about your day or if it's to go in and do a better cut back or whatever, yeah. you know, it, it all makes everyone, I think everyone's a better person after they've had a surf. I think most people so, can attest. You know, you come back to this amount of surf he had last year. Mm-hmm. How many of those was he supposed to be working? Oh, <laughs> a fucking lot of them. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, it's all right. It was you. I did know. Um, <laughs> he's got about 40 cameras set up. That's why the cameras are set up. <laughs> he's got fucking Logan's in again. So, you know, the, the other thing that helped him achieve that is that he, he will, in between a lesson, he'll go, oh, can I go in for an hour? Mm. And he'll, he'll go in for, so he'll have an hour off. But he'd go in the water for 45, 50 minutes and back out. So that helps a lot. But what I was going to say was, um, whereas 99% of the people will look at that surf, and I do it mm. all the time, and go, what the fuck are you going in there for? <laughs> it's, it's like one foot dribble. <laughs> he goes... But he's like, ah, well, there's a wave. <laughs> I'm going in there. That's why he's Logan Nickel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that's why when he's got so many and so many on the count and um, <laughs> that he, he's in all of the flipping time. Can't progress if you're not. No, yeah, I, I believe that. I think like, <clears throat> and we say it at the end of, end of our lessons, we go, the only way to get better is practice. That mm. is literally the only way to get better. And I think living... I live 40 minutes from here. Mm. So if I've driven to the beach, I'm yeah. going in and I'm going to yeah. make the most of my serves. And that was drilled into me when I was younger because I wasn't making my parents yeah. drive down here and not go in. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would have killed me. So yeah, just like that, that, that kind of has always been ingrained in me. But mm. um, yeah, you, do, you only get better if you go in. And You're a good person to ask this because I say this a lot, but I'm actually not at a level to be able to really say this. But I think there's a unique thing for UK surfers and that we have so much shitty, choppy, windy, <laughs> sloppy, weak, rubbish waves. And 
I think as a competition surfer or a competitive surfer, if you've just got a really big face and a clean, powerful wave, the wave's doing all the work. You just have to have the technical ability to be able to do that, and that's obviously refinement. But some people struggle in them weak, shit, choppy waves. Mm -hmm. So I always say, but I'm I'm curious from your perspective um, to put some meat on it, I think these shit waves that we often get help progress all types of surfing because you have to work for every section. You have to work to get to somewhere or you have to create that that ramp or whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, so I totally agree. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, there is a but because I, and I've only just figured this out the last maybe two years or like really the last year. Um, it does, I think if you can surf bad waves well, you can surf any wave well. But what I'm finding is that the habits I'm picking up from surfing in bad waves often, yeah. which is pumping all the time, I'm always trying to work for that that wave, trying to get every bit of energy yeah. out. So when I go and surf a wave with loads of energy, I'm still doing all this all this oh, movement. Yeah, Whereas yeah. You, you see those guys who maybe you know surf from Hawaii or like other parts of Europe, they're super relaxed on the mm-hmm. wave. There's not much moving parts. So I I used to think bad waves are awesome. Kenny State lived in Florida, but there's there is a part to it you know competitively where i think and british surfers you can see is always pumping we're always trying to move our board because that's what we're so used to doing so there is an element that it's really good but um being in good waves obviously i never actually thought about it like that because actually especially at a higher level of of sort of qs surfing you shouldn't look like you're having to work the wave should you it's supposed to be smooth transitions between yeah and i just find sometimes i'm doing the extra little movement and Mm. and it can it can cost me personally in, in heats and stuff but um but yeah for the most part I always think every single surf you can take a lesson from, you know, so you yeah. can learn, to, you can get better at surfing, even if you go in and don't get a wave, you can learn something. But so. it feels good just going fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's even the on the ball. Feeling, yeah. <laughs> For I, th- I think like, you know, wrapping this up a bit, what is out of, you know, you, you've been here a long time, not, Nothing personal, but it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm o- I know I'm an old father. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. Right, so Yoda. Um, <laughs> no, I never said I was knowledgeable. <laughs> I just said I'm an old father. What's the uh, What's the biggest you've ever seen it out here, both call? Oh, Craig. So there's a difference between big and surfable big, yeah. and I- I've seen it big out here. Uh, you know. Way overhead, ten foot, something yeah. like that. Um, surfable, probably six to eight foot. Six to eight foot. Overhead, Pretty. but yeah. not massive, massive. Because when we get those big, huge, yeah. massive, it always comes with wind. Yeah, and mm. it's just it, yeah. it's breaking a bloody half a mile out to sea. But it's like it's just wind. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a question we normally ask. Worst wipeout you can remember. Or worst experience in the surf? France. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been a worse one than I've that. had a worse one than that. Have you? Oh, my God, yeah. Way worse than that. <laughs> Line them up. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to wind this up. Now. You, you've gone on to another story. No, no, it's, it doesn't matter. We're going to go into the story. So, uh, I, my background is surf like saying, I go in the water on anything. I go on a racing ski, a rescue mile, a bloody bodyboard. Yeah. Anything, right? So do you know what a wave ski is? Yeah. yeah. So um, over in Ogmo, I think I was, I just left home. I was about 22, 23, something like that, on a wave ski over in Ogmo with a mate, just the two of us. Big, horrible, shitty day. The way you release yourself from a, 
um, a wave ski is you either do a, a roll and yeah. come back up or you get out by pulling a quick release strap. So I'd come off, lost my paddle, couldn't get up, pulled the strap, fuck, stuck in the ski, oh. upside down, fucking out in the impact zone, getting absolutely hammered. Fuck. And um, that went on for, a, a, I don't know, it seemed like forever. Um, and I got to the point, um, and this, you know, I've told the guys, and they all know this, I got to the point where I'd v- sort of given up, that this is it. And I had a vision in my head of me giving myself resuscitation on the beach. That's what I could see. It's like, fuck, this is it. Anyway, I was just about giving up and managed to touch the floor or touch the sand with a ski strapped to my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, fucking hell, right, I, I can get out. So I, I walked, managed to get out. When I got out, I could see exactly what happened, got the ski off, sat on the beach till my mate came out and proceeded for the following week to have the worst really bad illness you've ever had in your life for about five days. Shitting, puking, like proper shock yeah. as a result of coming that close to, to drowning. That's horrendous. That is definitely the worst I've ever <laughs> had. Oh, fucking hell. Is that the best one you guys have heard? <laughs> that's, that's pretty strong. And yeah. that's like, that's not, that's no exaggeration. That's, that's what it, um, that's I just had a picture of you getting out looking like a ninja turtle with a yeah, hobbling <laughs> <laughs> about. That's why your back's so bad now. And this big plastic wave ski on the back of my back. <laughs> that's brutal. That's yeah, that was definitely the worst. <laughs> that's up there with them, I think. That's definitely up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. Tell people where you can find you online and uh, where to come if they want to come for a surf lesson or hire anything. Oh, cool, thanks. So um, we're at Rest Bay Beach in Puthcall. Uh, our website is puthcallsurf.co.uk. And then everything else around all social media is Puthcall Surf School. Nice. Brilliant. Make sure to pop in and say hello as well. Uh, uh, no, pop in and say hello. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'd like a phone. I'd like a 83 litres. I mean, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but, you know, if you say it like that, you'll get a discount. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> the UK Surfco sent us here. Brilliant. Go, you can't have this 51 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Cheers, cheers guys. Thanks. Well, cheers for that, Hugh and Pete. What a fucking legend. <laughs> Ellie, I like, when we first went to see him, and um, well, I think you'd spoke to him already because we had to get a delivery there because it was supposed to come here and then we had a whole nightmare with that and I had to drive back home and get it and, oh, the, the drama. Yes, you did. Anyway, um, yeah, I think you'd been speaking to him before and then we went round and spoke to him and we were like, oh, filming a, um, doing a podcast. He's like, what do you want to do a podcast with me for? <laughs> Pretty well, much. It wasn't, no, 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 it wasn't even that. So I'd, I'd been into the shop and I'd been speaking with uh, Emma and who, who were one of the instructors at the school and uh, I'd said to her about you know, Hugh coming on. She's like, oh, yeah, he'd be an amazing guest. And I'm pretty confident Logan was already supposed to. In fact, I know for a fact, Logan had already said that Hugh was going to come on. So yeah. I went round to try and touch base with Hugh, and it was Emma that I ended up speaking to. And she was like, well, I'm, I'm not aware of it. Um, but he's in his van, so he works in his camper van just for peace and quiet, you know, around the back of the surf school. Yeah. And uh, Emma's like, well, come with me and I'll tell him what's going on. 
And um, Emma was there trying to explain what it was we were doing, who we were, what was going on and everything else. And um, he, he literally just interrupted. It was almost rude. And I was sort of like, oof, here we go. This guy's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> and it was like, listen, uh, no disrespect. But who are you and what do you want? <laughs> I was like, I love that. I'm yeah. all about that direct approach. And yeah. do you know what? What an absolute legend he really is. Yeah. Proper he nice was. guy. Yeah. Stories uh, for days. And yeah. but real pinnacle of the surf community, you know, the way he goes about his business, the way he runs a school, the way he even got to having the surf school, you know, and I'm not saying other surf schools don't do that, but the saying no to rental kit and equipment, yeah. for example, closing yeah. down the surf school when it's above 30 miles an hour wind. I just yeah. think it's really admirable what, what yeah. they're doing there. And yeah, super yeah. cool. And, you know, like he's going on all his stories then and like, you know, all the other stuff he does as well, which the things he started and it's just, just a real nice guy and just a real good, good member of like the Welsh community and Welsh surfing. Um, but, the bone to pick with Logan is Logan was supposed to have sorted all this out. Logan is the one when he's listening to this now, he's absolutely useless at sorting anything out. I don't know how he manages <laughs> to surf because like he was supposed to send me a picture that um someone took on the beach of us all. And it took like like three months to come through or something like that. There may be a slight exaggeration, but it did take a long time <laughs> and it definitely wasn't oh, when he said he was gonna do it. Well. And I remember that picture. He also was supposed to have, like, of when he came on and how much praise he sang for Hugh, like, he was supposed to have sorted all this out and Hugh didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Logan was just like, yeah, Hugh will come on, it'll be great, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I can't move on, we need to go back to the picture because that was, was that the night we had that really fucking good surf? Like, it was yeah. really good. That was the night, yeah, we had that really good surf, but, like, we got in at one end and we were down the other end all of a sudden, mm. and then all of a sudden we were back up the other end again, you know, where the, where the rip was, like, just yeah. moving, like, left to right across the bay or whatever. Like, the tide must have turned as we got in and, you know, changed directions. But that was a I really think that good was, surf. that was one of my best surfs. I think, if not the best surf I had, yeah. at least when we were there. Like, I, yeah. it was a super clean. It was pretty big, but it, it wasn't Sunset. even heavy. Yeah, so yeah. it was, wasn't it? It was a sunset. Yeah, so sunset. It was, that well, was if you got, epic, man. You got video of that one, haven't you? So we can overlay that because um, you got video of both of us on that, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it'd yeah. be good to look back through that. In fact, that was the uh, that was RIP to GoPro, that Welsh trip as well, because that was when the GoPro decided to just melt the SD card. In fact, yeah. it was on the last day. It was on the last day. I always spoke yeah. about this loads, so I'm not going to get into it more. And have another whinge about GoPro, but I've been using a DJI Action 4 since, and oh my God, what a difference. It's literally night and day. Even the is footage, like clarity is, is just something else, man. Oh, I'll have a look into that then. That's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah so. so that was uh, Porth Cool Surf School, and uh, thanks guys for coming on. All of them down there that we spoke to, you know, Logan, Emma, Hugh, they're all lovely. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name who we spoke to as well, but he was a nice chap as well. Well, the yeah, thing is, what, what, so what, what Hugh was saying is that they get a lot of one-time custom just because of where they are. It's also the closest, um, I think it's the closest surf school to London. So you get a lot of travelling types, head there, have a surf. 
Um, and the, the community there is just, I think it's really special and they're obviously massively at the heart of it. So if you are a surfer, a newbie surfer, even experienced surfer and you're looking to travel there for the first time or go back there for, a, you know, you've been there before, man, pop in and say hello because I think they would appreciate it a lot. They are real pinnacle of the yeah. surf community. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> really cool, really cool place. And, you know, three minutes walk from the Airbnb we were staying on. Oh, wasn't it? That was epic. Wasn't it? <laughs> I like. cannot. I know we thanked oh. him already and did a video and everything, but like Lewis and his dad, like they were like, it was just like to be offered that for free for the week. I was like, mm-hmm. I still can't get over it now. You know? No, it was really special. Um, and hopefully anyone listening in Devon or the Northeast <laughs> or anywhere else that we need to be visiting to do a week's <laughs> worth of podcast episodes, we need a really swanky Airbnb to stay in. Yeah. So hit us yeah. up. <laughs> hit us up, yeah. Yeah, somewhere to stay. Because, yeah, the next next I think we're going to do, well, as we've discussed so far, I think is going to be the Northeast next and then mm-hmm. probably Devon. So yeah, and then, and then we'll have to look at going uh, to Ireland, and then we'll have to look mm-hmm. at going somewhere else. Maybe go abroad. Well, I, I, oh, the UK yeah, session goes abroad. Yeah, America, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> About places to go, and you know, we don't want to just keep doing the same places, but it might even be you know, like universities, for example. We could have an ongoing theme of, you know, we could do all the local uni surf clubs that yeah. are in an area we're going to. Obviously, it's a lot more prep, but it's just cool to do something a bit different, I think. I've hear different opinions, different people talk, different experiences, and coming from yeah. different cultures as well in surfing, um, yeah. I think that would be properly cool. Yeah, maybe we should do an episode on golf or something. That's completely different, you know? Well, it's massively linked to surfing, isn't it, golf? Is it? There's a lot of yeah, a lot of surf golfers because there's a lot of uh, golf courses at the coast, links golf courses. So yeah. a lot of surfers play golf in their downtime. Uh, how how can you find something that I was just literally taking the piss and you actually found something in that and going yeah, all right, then that's an idea. <laughs> Can't hide this level of intellect, Pete. <laughs> uh, anyway, can. in other news, <laughs> in other news, this episode is episode ninety nine or. Nine nine. <laughs> nine nine. Which means the next one is a big one. It's yeah. a big one. And oh my god, have we got an absolute treat of a giveaway in store. Oh yeah, we have. We have. Um we, do. we we should say we've actually already recorded it because of timings of when we had to do it and it's been recorded already. And it'll be the next one out, obviously, because this is ninety nine. And a giveaway. Oh and a giveaway. And my God. I'm going to pose a question on here. Yeah. I think. Well, I'll gauge your reaction. I'm going to pose a question on here. So for anyone that's made it to the outro. I don't know. Do people switch off before the outro? They get to the end of the episode. People like, switch off before the intro. <laughs> like, why does anyone else need to hear our opinion on what just happened? Like They held it. <laughs> I don't know. But if anyone's got to this stage, um, we done a Q&A as part of the 100th episode and we answered a load of the listeners' questions. Now, there was a bit of a grenade question for us to answer. Pete, I'm looking at you. Should I continue with this? Go go for it. Okay. Um, the question was along the lines of what is our thoughts and opinions on transgender athletes 
competing in women's sport? Now, we have already answered it, or I have already answered it. <laughs> and we've had many of, a, many of a debate since we filmed yesterday. Should we include that answer? Um, not because any of us disagree with the opinion, um, more because this is such a de decisive subject where even sharing your opinion can make you sound like you know, you're just against people, you're transphobic and all this sort of stuff. And is it worth the drama and the grief that goes with it? Or is it easier just to do what everyone else seems to be doing in the world and just going along with it for the sake of it? Yeah, well, people will send you their answers and uh, you know whether Please we'll do. leave it in or not then. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to say on this public service announcement that all thoughts are the thoughts of the individuals and reflect the UK social in no way whatsoever. <laughs> that was from our legal team. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think you answered it like quite fairly, you know, so you can see on, the, it'll probably be left in anyway, you know, if anything, it'll cause a bit of, uh, well, if you take it out, I'll leave it in on the audio version. <laughs> yeah, it could, could be your way of getting me off the show. Yeah, yeah, it'd just be me. <laughs> uh, I tried that once. I did one episode of just me, and I hated it. So um, I actually, I to be, I loved the subject of that. I was gutted I wasn't part of that episode. Um, but yeah, it was it was awkward when it's just one person. I found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. Check out next episode for the mega competition, as well as. Uh, an old familiar face um and yeah don't forget to head over to surface use the discount code at uk surf show 23 and that'll get you 10 percent off anything you order from surface wetsuits don't forget as well head on to our website click on the dry robe and you can get a uh, dry robe from them uh anything else buy me coffee as well we got buy me coffee buy me episodes coffee. going up we got more and people joined buy me coffee also we've just passed five thousand. Uh, followers on Instagram as well. Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know uh, it's small fry to you, Mister. Uh, uh, however many you've got, twenty-two point seven thousand or whatever it is. But you know, <laughs> I'm actually losing more than I'm gaining at the minute. Yeah, that's because you're on I've here. completely given up. I don't yeah. ever post anything anymore. I just don't have the time. Um, but also, if you want a discount on the uh, that Wolfbox dash cam that I've been banging on about, and also if you just if you just want to see a where dog you've been banging on about that, what? Where have you been banging on about that? On Instagram, I think. Oh, we yeah, spoke about you, it on you just here, said you don't. Episode. Yeah, but you just said you don't post anything. Yeah, uh, not, not often. <laughs> no, even if you don't want a discount on an amazing dash cam, and you just want to see a dog drop a jobby recorded from a dash cam then just go watch that video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was yeah. a great moment yeah it <laughs> was yeah, quite funny Scottish actually, surfers yeah. the discount if you want to buy a 4k dash cam and reverse camera on wolf box yeah um, yeah I've seen them everywhere now they're like advertising massively everywhere so uh, I keep mm. seeing the adverts for them they do look pretty cool I don't know why you, <laughs> you, know you yourself still, want to not even me though but, got you know, it fitted, apart from that even though I've got it fitted I still managed to reverse into my car the other day <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> true story <laughs> oops yeah. Probably looking at the screen, going, "Fucking hell! Look how close my clear my car looks." Crash. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, I've not set it up so I can. It's not for reverse parking. It's for me filming surf trips. It's content, really. That's how I've set. <laughs> so it's more facing the road. 
you know. <laughs> or I'll, I'll reverse park at the beach in St Andrews so I can record part of my sessions until it yeah. cuts itself off automatically. So oh, that's how I've set it up. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Go. All right. And well, yeah, don't forget to head over to Buy Me Coffee and um, yeah, bonus episodes over there. And thank you for everyone that's joined that. And yeah, next week, next week, two weeks' time, episode 100. Just like 50 twice. Big deal. Going. Just big deal. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.